Black is us. And welcome back again to another episode of Tales of the Two Percent. I'm your man, your friend, your homeboy, Mr. Wilson, stepping up to the mic once again. Guys, welcome on in. Remember, Tales of the Two Percent is brought to you by the good folks over at Crux Media Group. If you want to get your podcast started, if you want to get your voice out there, make sure you email them at info at cruxmediagroupllc.com and they can show you everything from getting your podcast started to getting it monetized. That is Crux Media. We are at the crux of podcasting now. I told you guys last week, let me get this music stopped. We're going to have to come back and do a part two for that great episode we got. So this is our Ode to Hip Hop part two we got guests popping in so let's go ahead and get this music going and let's welcome in the crew starting off with only mr too cool for school antoine what's going on boy hey what's happening how we doing baby doing pretty good there he is boy there he is rocking the new flavor in your ear and ladies and gentlemen Stepping up into the mic, man. One of special guests to step on in here, man. Our show's producer, man. A friend, a mentor, a brother of mine, man. You know him. See him. You've heard him on the Eggs, Grits, and Ignorance podcast. Seen him on the Relationship Status podcast. Heard him on Past the Remote podcast. I mean, this boy is everywhere. Let's make some noise and show our love to our man Yusuf in the building here with us today. Hey, yo, what up, what up, what up? Hey man, pleasure, brother. Thank you for stepping in and coming on through with us this morning, man. Um, fellas, it's gonna be a great day, man. Guys, we are down to our man Donnie. Little stomach bug going on right now. I mean, Najee's out at a Spartan event trying to rock it and do what he does. These guys will be joining us hopefully shortly. And um, but it's still gonna be a great show, man. It's gonna be a fantastic show. So uh let's go ahead and get on into everything. First things first, Yosh. Since you are the guest, brother, we got to get to know you just a little bit, man. So uh, for those who don't know, uh, uh, Yoshi Man has his hands in so many different things from uh, Crux Media to Unfiltered, uh, the clothing line, two of our biggest sponsors to, you know, you name it, he does it. So uh, but one thing you might not know is that, of course, Mr. English is a teacher at first. Yo, So let us know, man, how long have you actually been teaching? I've been a teacher for about, this is on the books. Um, uh, I have, this is year 11. Um, unofficially, okay. I was a long-term sub for, I was a long-term sub for four or five years prior to that. And then I mm-hmm. went to Allen University to become a professor, an English professor. I did that for mm-hmm. two years and then decided, um, when I saw that basically kids were coming in as freshmen, because I was teaching one-on-one intro to lit, and I just realized that kids had an inability to write coming out of the South mm-hmm. Carolina, because um, most of the kids we had, they came in with the inability to write just simple essays. So mm-hmm. I've always been the person who's been an advocate for change, and I think that I, I decided yeah. to take on hitting the ground floor, yeah. and I decided to go teach high school. And I've been doing that since. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, man. And not only is he a phenomenal high school teacher, he's a phenomenal high school basketball coach. Guys just ended up the, the run ended shortly, but these guys had a fantastic run through the playoffs, man. So we want to salute you guys and your team for all that you did out there in South Carolina. I heard nothing but great news, man. Next question for you yeah, that I gotta ask real quick. Go go yeah, yeah. Hold on, go ahead. My fault. Oh no, made it to the final four. Um mm-hmm. and uh made it to the final four after being told that we weren't gonna do anything. And so it was a rough season, but we did it. And at the end of the day, the kids are um the thing I'm most proud of is I have five seniors and all five will be going to school on college scholarship. So there it is. There it is. Applause for that. Yes, yeah, boy, that boy. I, I've seen your shit practice, boy. That boy run a that boy run a tight shit, bro. Very popular, very popular. I can even I can neither confirm nor deny a lot of cursing happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yo, look, being on the show, we got to ask this to every one of our coaches. I want you to see if you can remember this, man. Oh, every one of our guests. When did you or who or what grade did you have your first black male teacher? And what was it like seeing somebody like that in your anyone? Never had one. Never. Never had a black male teacher. Wow. Ever. Well, actually, sorry, my wow. English professor, Mr. Preacher. My, I didn't have one till college, which oh, means I didn't go. I was a I was a 21 year old freshman. Um and uh, and that's when I met Mr. Preacher. He was my English 101 teacher and fell in love with English at that point. But until then, no. I grew up in New Jersey, or New York and New Jersey. Uh, the majority of the teachers are black women, white women, or white men. Um, uh, so, I mean, you know, you just, you just, I mean, we had, um, I had a, we had a class that was like a mentoring class. It was an organization called the Male Student Support Program. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were an outside comp- organization mm-hmm. that they gave a class to, to help with the trouble kids at the school. And I was, I wouldn't say I was considered a trouble kid, mm-hmm. but I was a kid because I never got in trouble. I just never did what I, I was never suspended, but I was never at school either. So they would, they yeah. put us all in this class called the brotherhood class. And so basically all, all the bad kids was in one class with these, with these four strong black males who was trying to change our life. And, and mm-hmm. that was, that was my first interaction, but they weren't teachers. They weren't like math or English or science or, you know, so as a teacher, no. These are just four. These are just some guys that were just there to help save some kids. Mm-hmm. For anybody who went to Allen University and never had the privilege of experiencing Mister Preacher and God, God, <laughs> Preacher, Preacher gave everybody that one lie. You're gonna graduate. What was this? Some of y'all gonna graduate. Some gonna graduate. Magicum laude. Some of y'all gonna graduate. Oh, help me, Lord. Boy, yep. preacher, was, preacher was my guy, man. Shout out to you, Mr. Yep. <laughs> hey, yo, so now, final question, bro. Final question, real quick. 
I know you have your hands in so many different things for me the unfiltered, you know, doing fireworks stands and all that, man. I want you just to maybe say something about, you know, one of your couple of businesses out there, what you got going on, what you got uh, popping off with something that's coming up. It just in one of them. Oh, just one. Okay. Um, right now I am. Uh, I mean, you can fit. No, no, no. I'm going to fit it in three minutes and, and less than uh, I'm going to do an elevator pitch. Okay. Um, I have the, we have the PD okay. All-Star game uh, coming up Saturday, uh, March the 25th. It is uh, the biggest event to showcase um, the best basketball talent in the PD area of boys and girls. I, I uh, started this after a kid of mine did not get invited to a Columbia um, event. And the reason he didn't get invited to a Columbia event because he was good enough. He committed to the University of South Carolina and now plays for LSU. So it's not like he wasn't good mm. enough to play in the game, but he they just said it was only for Columbia area kids. So I was mad, went home, and anything you do, I am um I am a solution oriented person. I don't deal mm. in problems. It's only solutions. So I said, what's the solution to this? And I said, hey. Let's do a game for our area kids. And so it grew from, hey, we're just showcasing seniors to we're doing seniors and juniors. And now the game is we are showcasing everything from ninth grade girls and boys all the way up to senior boys and girls. And the senior game, um, we live stream that game to over 200 colleges. And we have uh, had up to mm -hmm. 75 to 80 junior colleges division two nai schools in the building to watch these kids and we've give and we have helped over 30 kids get scholarships in four years stuff, like on the spot on big. the spot offers so um if they want to check out some stuff you can uh check out pdallstars.com um mm -hmm. and if you want to tap into the event we'll be doing some live streaming but um, we will tell you how you can how you can do that for people that are out of state. So um, yeah. that'll be on the website. So yeah, yeah, and that of South Carolina over there on our social media is going to be up and running this week. So we will have that information out to you guys. But appreciate all of that, Yosh, man, Antoine. Real quick, brother, what's popping in the classroom this week? Yosh, what's popping in the classroom this week? How you guys doing? Hey, um, speaking from uh, you know. Yoshi's perspective. Uh, we're actually working on narrative writing. Hmm. Um, and I'm noticing, you know, I'm at the middle school level. Shout out to Yoshi. He is at the high school level. And, you know, my job as a middle school teacher is to give them the beginning mechanics and training wheels and everything to pass them off to the next level. So we're definitely working on narrative writing, uh, how to tell a story using dialogue between characters making sure these kids are using um, the real descriptive imagery to describe things. And so, yeah, man, we popping off with that this week. For me this week, we are working on, I'm so, I, you know, Jeff, how I am about sound. And so I hate the fact that I got a lot going on. Um, oh, but, you're good. Uh, <clears throat> I, one of my basketball players is in the NCAA tournament and they playing at 12 in Greensboro. So I'm trying to, Oh, yeah, get that. Get the heck um, yeah, bro. Oh, no, you good. Um, what I was saying was, uh, for me in the classroom right now, we're working on persuasive writing, persuasive speech. The kids are going to perform a persuasive speech. Um, and the, hmm. 
basically they had to pick a topic. It was uh, pretty much sparked. Uh, we started off with uh, them uh, listening to the, yes, they're in the car. Um, the, they started off with the, uh, the I Have a Dream speech by Dr. Martin Luther King. And we kind of built them up into uh, mm -hmm. little people. A lot of people don't know that the I Have a Dream speech. There are 32 rhetorical devices used within the I Have a Dream speech, and some are used repeatedly. So it's crazy to say for a five to 10 minute speech, somebody used 32 rhetorical devices. And not only did he use all 32 multiple times, but he also was able to use all three ways to persuade ethos, pathos, and logos. So their speech has to not replicate that, but they do have to use each one, ethos, pathos, and logos once. And so some kids are writing some passionate things, and I like to spark um, the brain into going because the only way you're going to persuade somebody to believe what you believe is if it's something that you're passionate about. If you're not passionate about it, you're just doing an assignment. So uh, I used, there's a, there's a, there was a very well-written speech by this mm. young lady, um, and she, about three years ago, and her speech was to take away, um, to take away choice of women to have abortions because she felt like abort abortions were wrong. But she did such a phenomenal, did I agree with it? I did not agree with it. But she, she did just a, such a phenomenal job with her speech from beginning to end that I used that as the model for how to create a speech. And what it did, which I found so amazing, is there's a young lady in my class now, and these are all 10th graders. There's a young lady in my class right now who's on the opposite aisle of that. And from, from me going over her examples, she asked me to read the entire speech. When she read the speech, she was so inspired to write. Her speech was going to be about discrimination against African-Americans. She completely changed her speech because, I mean, how many persuasive speeches are we going to do on that? We know it's a problem. It's an issue. We got to fix it. It's been done to death for me as a teacher every right. year. That's right. the one the kids pick. It's easy. There's enough research. There's enough this that you can do. And mm -hmm. I'm talking about she went to town like she you can see her get when, and all of us as teachers, when you see your kids' gears just going on their own, it is one of the most wonderful things that oh, you yeah. could oh, that yeah. you can actually watch go. And so she just got the going. She got on her computer. Yeah. She was like, "Can I change my speech?" I was like, "Yeah." She, I, I was like, "You've already done all your research." She's like, "I don't care. I've got to dispute her." And she was like, "Can I use her speech? Can I use quotes from her speech and put it in mine?" I said, "Sure." And so now she's using yeah. that yeah. speech as a form of research inside of her speech. And so for me, that like that was I, I was probably one of my best moments this year as a teacher, just watching the kid just go from I'm just doing an assignment to yo, I'm on this right now. Good stuff, boy. That sounded like that was a good one there. I love it. Boy, yeah, I, I ain't gonna lie though. Those lost my ethos, pickles, legos, legos. I know what you was talking about there, but that's good stuff there. <laughs> Somebody, yeah, that yeah, that's public speaking right there, appealing to yeah, the it's, it's the it's it's the ways to persuade, like you know, ethos um, is the ethical appeal, what's right or wrong, pathos is the emotional appeal, you know, what something that invokes emotion within you, 
and then the logos is the logical appeal statistics facts you know men lie women lie numbers don't so pulling in numbers to make a logical appeal to someone oh now my class just sounds competitive with just make kites and go outside and fly them because <laughs> we studying weather right now but um yeah let's see if we can be uh, uh logical with making these kites this week there but yo appreciate you again for tapping them man now again for our first time happening in our episodes to set up like a lesson plan we got our guiding question warm-up class announcements phenomenon uh academic discussion data dig took out the guide of the independent practice right now swapped it for the teachers sounds confessions a moment and then finally our ticket out the door but before we get into our warm-up remember to make sure you follow tales of the two percent at mr totp on twitter at tales of the two percent on ig join the conversation in our facebook group at tales of the two percent podcast if you want to be a part of the conversation leave us a teacher sounds confessions email the show at totp podcast at gmail.com or call and leave a voicemail at 470-765-8688 and we will get you guys tapped in now let's go ahead and get to the abbreviated warm-up for today ladies and gentlemen we got oh can't lie we got a little bit of old school in here we got some new school in here so we're gonna test the hip-hop again this is our old to hip-hop we're gonna test your hip-hop knowledge let's go Antoine since you are the returning guest champion for our warm-up I need to ask you these questions you ready sir Let's rock and roll. All right, Antoine, question number one. I want you to answer this question. Who's DJ, uh, which name is Jason William Mizell? Uh, uh, that's the, is that which Jam Master DJ's J? famous real name is that is the one and only Jam Master yeah, J, Jam Master proud J. member of Run DMC, Run DMC. Run DMC forever. All right, Yoshi, ready, bro? I'm going to get Yoshi's question. Ready, yep. All right, Yoshi, I need you to answer this question. Might be an easy one for you, bro. I want you to name all three members of the rap group, The Locks. Name all three members. Oh, that's Jada, Sheik. Oh, my God. And I'm probably one of the biggest fans. How do I mess this up? Jada, she, oh, and Styles P. I'm about. The ghost, man. Styles P, there it is. Yosh came, Yosh came through in the clutch on this one. All right, man. Now, round is peace. We're going to have to finish some lyrics. These might be some softball toss-up lyrics, but one of them is going to be hard for somebody. All right, Antoine, All right, I'm it. throwing this back to you, sir. I'm throwing this back to you, sir. I want you to finish this lyric. Don't push me because I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, extra, extra point if you can give me the group and the name. Name the song, name the rap group. Uh, is that Grandmaster Flash? Furious Five? In, in the Furious Five. Here to go. What's the name of the song? Oh, that's the message. That's the message. It is, boy. There it is. There it is. There it is. Another Let's point go. for this one. Here. All right, yo, so I'm throwing one it of the back. Song you, too, boy. You listen to that. Oh, that's one of the realest ones right there. The message. Clearly the message, bro. Yosh, I got you. I, I need you to finish this lyric. 
All right, yo, finish this lyric, bro. It was Friday afternoon in the middle of June. Heineken bottle caps and the aroma of boom. Heineken bottle caps and the aroma of boom. About the time everybody just got home from class. Oh, cash relax. Oh, that's from <laughs> that's the tribe called Quest off of the Beat Tribe of Life is- album. Uh, what's the name of the song? Ah, uh, the, the hop. If I'm not mistaken, it's the hop. I might be wrong. I definitely know it's beats rhymes. Close. The name is be it's the beats rhymes of life album. Tribe called Quest, but the name of the song is called the Jam. The Jam. The Jam was the track right after. The hop was the, tr- the track right after the Jam. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Yeah, that's one. You see what you're dealing with. My man ran the track list for the whole scene. <laughs> All right, man. Two more real quick questions. Two more real quick questions. Antoine, this one is on you, sir. Actually, what a question, though. All right, Antoine, this one is on you, man. Who won the first rap Grammy? Who won the first? Who was the first rapper to win a Grammy? Uh Oh, that's that's. Yeah, that's Fresh Prince, DJ Jazzy Jeff. Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy Jeff. I'm not going to ask you what year because he was probably in elementary school then. Yeah, I might have even been shooting, drinking milk and eating cookies. <laughs> All right. Yosh, your final question, brother. Who is the most awarded female MC? We're just talking about with Grammys. Who's the first awarded Female MC who has the which female MC has the most Grammys? I don't know why I want to say this, but I want to say Queen Latifah. Could be wrong. Close, close, but surprisingly, Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill. Female MC. When it comes between Fuji's and Grammys, actually, and only the first. The first and only female MC who's has a diamond album. That means she went platinum a couple times. That miseducation of Lauren Hill still selling. Man, that's See, all. I, hey, that, that, that album had you crying. That's all. But I will I will say this. I will say this. I kind of have an issue with that with her getting that as an MC when the miseducation of Lauren Hill really? is actually an R and B album. Miseducation of Lauren Hill is really an R and B album. Hmm. It's just because she was an MC to start hmm. out, they put her in the MC category. That's hmm. that's that's I my never, opinion. I never looked at it like that. I never looked at it like that. I never really viewed it as an R and B album. But when I think about it, there are more R and B tracks on. Yeah, it's definitely an R&B album. Definitely knowledge, man. Definitely it's, knowledge, it, man. No, it's, hey. it's, it's, it's not a rap. It's, it's not a, it's, it's a, if you want to say it's a hip-hop album, it's a hip-hop album. But a straight rap album, it's not. It's an mm. R&B album. I agree. Oh, okay. All now, right. one, 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 I'm going to have to go back One of the best ones ever, but it's, it's definitely an R&B album. Hey, there he go, ladies and gentlemen, America's favorite science teachers in the building, Donnie Don. What's up, boy? What's going on, family? Good morning. Good morning. What up, dog? What's up, dog? You good, bro? You straight? Oh, yeah, man. 
Hey, Don. Don. May the power protect you. Man, look, because I need it. Good oh, stuff, man. man. Hey, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, look, we go up straight into our announcements and our women's history moment. Don, I'm going to take that for you since you just jumping in. For Clayton County Public Schools, uh, we are encouraging all stakeholders to exercise their constitutional right to make their voices heard through the ballot box during the March 21st special election for sheriff. Included in the ballot box is a resolution that will continue the education, special purpose, local option sales tax, or East Bloss for another five-year period. Clayton County Board of Education has scheduled early in advance voting for the county's registered voters for the March 21st, 2023 special election run of uh, sheriff in Clayton County. Early in advance voting will begin Monday, February 27th, and will continue through Friday, March 17th, which already just passed. So you guys make sure that you get out there and vote on the first. This is for the East Blast and Sheriff of Clayton County. Now, we know that March is Women's History Month, and we over at the Tales of the 2% definitely want to make sure we shout out the ladies for all that they have done. Today, we want to lift up Fannie Lou Hammer. Fannie Lou Hammer was an, an activist in the American Civil Rights Movement. She was known for saying, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. We don't heard that one a long time. Uh, she meant that she and other African-Americans had endured discrimination and poverty for far too long. Fannie Lou Townsend was born October 6, 1917, in Montgomery County, Mississippi. Fannie was the youngest of children. All right? She only went to school until the sixth grade. In her 20s, she married Perry Pap Hammer. In 1962, Fannie Lou Hammer decided to register to vote. To do so, people in Mississippi had to pass a written test. African-Americans who registered also faced threats of racism and violence. Hammer passed the test but suffered consequences. Long story short, this caused her to want to fight for our people. Hammer carried on the fight for civil rights. She soon entered politics. Mississippi's Democratic Party refused to accept African-American members. So Hammer helped to found a new party, the Mississippi Freedom Democratic Party. And as leader of this party, she gave speeches on national television, spoke about the injustice of violence suffered by civil rights, and including herself. She even tried to run for a seat in U.S. Congress, but unfortunately lost. So Hammer did her work for civil rights and voting until she passed away March 14th, 1977 in Mound Bayou, Mississippi. So today, guys, we want to lift up Fannie Lou Hammer for her fight in women's rights and, and civil rights and voting rights. So thank you, Miss Hammer, her um, lineage who continued to take on her fight. Now, our learning target for today is to communicate and express the influence of hip-hop on education. This is our part two, for those of you who might have caught the episode last week, man. So, fellas, let's jump right on, on into you know, the academic discussion. Again, just like last week, we're going to have a couple of our favorite tracks playing in the background. Now, question number one. Question number one. We all love hip-hop we all grew up around hip-hop man so this is my first question is it possible to be too hip-hop if that makes sense is it possible to be too hip-hop antoine i'm gonna throw that to you first man now when you say is it possible to, to be too hip-hop are you speaking in terms of uh being a teacher let's say let's say in terms of being a teacher is it possible to be too hip-hop 
Um, I think in some cases, yes. And the reason why I say that is because um, you definitely want to create and keep a level of professionalism with your students. And if you're not careful and you're mixing it in too much with what you're doing, um, I think sometimes, at least with my age group, middle school, they'll take your relatability as a sign as you and them on the same level. Mm. And so I've always learned, this is something I've learned, uh, is to be fair, but not too familiar. Mm. Be fair and know what they know and, and be in tune to what they're doing. But when you're too familiar, they'll distort that into believing y'all on the same level. And then that creates some type of, <laughs> nah, we can't have that. We're not on the same level, but that's what I think. Yeah. You're right, you're right about that. All right. Yo, man, you, you're on the high school level, man. You're, you're around a, a lot of kids, different mentalities and things like that. Is it possible as a teacher to be too hip hop inside of a classroom? I kind of agree. Uh, with what Boy just said, because, like, but I also use my knowledge of hip-hop to educate them as well, because mm -hmm. I do believe that you do need to be cognizant of what they are, what's going on. So, mm -hmm. like, I listen to a lot of it. I, I'm a hip-hop head, so I listen to, I even listen to a bunch of rap now. You know, I listen to a bunch of hip-hop now. And if I'm referencing lines, excuse me, from stuff that they're doing right now that they're listening to, they go, you know, because I'm a shirt and tie teacher. And so mm -hmm. they'll be like, oh, look at Coachy, Coachy trying to, you know, Coachy trying to be hip or whatever. And then I may incorporate something where I might pull up where they, where that rapper actually sampled a part of a beat from a, maybe a jazz sample or something like that. They'll be like, oh, and then I kind of use my knowledge of it to help educate them further on the music that they're listening to which yeah. then connects me to them but they know that there's a line because of my appearance yeah because i'm not gonna yeah. be in there jeans sagging off my behind and you know extra stuff you know so that i don't look they know that there's a disconnect between there's there's a line between me and them because mm -hmm. of the way that i carry myself mm -hmm. that's good stuff that's good stuff what about you don Oh yeah, I agree with the those two gentlemen. You know, I think all things um in moderation, you know, water is good for you, but you drink too much of it, you'll drown. So I mean, hip hop can be an excellent tool um and platform, especially for us as uh men and as educators. Um, I don't know if you all were aware, but like during COVID, um, there was a teacher that got a lot of notoriety because he utilized um the Wu-Tang clan as an incentive piece to get his students to uh, participate more online. And what happened was whenever the students participated and whenever they did well and engaged, he allowed the students to, uh, what he did was he took the student's name and put their name in a Wu-Tang Clan name generator. And he put their name on the wall to symbolize their engagement. And believe it or not, Method Man uh, gave a shout out to that teacher. So, I mean, all things in moderation, it can be a really great, uh tool but as uh antoine previously stated you know we don't want to hit them with it uh too much and then they believe that you know we're um there to be friends because honestly we're supposed to teach um the children to be like human swiss army knives we want to teach them a lot of think in different modalities 
uh, yeah. think about things and approach problems in different ways and, and view things in different ways. So, yeah, I, I agree with you all. Yeah, man, it's it's, it's important um, to know and to be knowledgeable about because we, all of us know hip hop for certain generations is almost like speaking another language. And it's almost like learning a new culture almost. So I do think it's important to be knowledgeable about what's going on. I do think it's important to at least kind of dip your toe into it so you can know what's being listened to. Because I'll be honest, there's songs I would have never known about students today or even in my classroom if I didn't listen to like what the baby was talking about or what this guy was talking about. Like, because the, the things that they talk about are just so different. And like uh, yo said, that's how I used I use that as kind of like my foot in the door to say, all right, let me talk to you about this, that, and the third, man. So that actually brings up the next question. And I want you to answer this one, man. Who has hip hop influenced more? The teachers or the students? Who has hip hop influenced more? Teachers or the students? Don, I'm gonna throw that one to you first, man. Oh man, honestly, um, I think it's affected both sides tremendously so i don't know mm -hmm. if i can sit and quantify and say hey it's been this uh person more than the other because you um if you think back there's been a lot of negative connotations associated with hip-hop in school man and you know think back at a lot of a lot of intros like like last week we talked to, or we mentioned juicy by biggie what's what's one of the very first things he says to all the teachers that told me I'd never amount to nothing. <laughs> uh, if, if, um, um, Gucci, Gucci Gang, uh, that song went uh, platinum in some countries, man, made by a little pump back in uh, 2017. Um, I don't know if you ever watched the video, but in the video, he's trashing out of school. Like him and all the students are like inside in a ride and they're doing drugs on campus and they're like trashing the hallways and disrespecting mm. the teachers so you know i really think it's hard to say that it, it's it's affected one like it, i think it's like a linear tight relationship you know it's hard to say that it's affected one without the other because you know as a as a teen you know this is what i'm looking this is what i'm digesting with my eyes and then also mm. from the opposite standpoint of you like it makes you think about the adults like what what were those teachers telling christopher wallace i mean what what business they did they tell him that he never amount to nothing i mean granted students have their problems but us as influencers as well you're not supposed to stand there and tell no kid that they're not going to amount to anything you know we're, we're supposed to be so much more than that instead of uh standing there just casting judgment so you know for for us as educators i feel like it's created like this callous like i feel like it's created such a, a, a extra barrier that we have to fight through to get through to our students and then on from the students perspective man like um uh just a lot of um negative connotations with school and then not all but some being disengaged from from the moment that they walk through the door um so yeah, I, I feel like it's hard to say that it affects one without the other. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. What about you, Antoine? You know what? I think it influences the teachers more because hmm. the reason why I say that is we have so much 
uh, challenge in trying to keep the hip hop out. <laughs> Think about this, man. How many times do you have to tell your student to take out their AirPods? Mm. How many times do you have to tell, take off their headphones? That's a good point. And so the point I'm making is it's influencing the teachers more because we feel like the music is what's distorting them or creating the divide between them and their education. And so I have a lot of students that come to me and say, Mr. Lewis, can I listen to music while I work? It helps me work better. And sometimes I'm sympathetic to it. And then sometimes I'm just like, well, when you take this standardized test, you can't mm. listen to music. Mm. Or when you're, you know, in, in, a, in a room where you got to go get a certification and you got to sit down and take a test, you won't be able to listen to any music. So you're going to mm. play how you practice. And so I think it influences the teachers more because we are so busy trying to separate hip hop and music from our students that it just keeps, it creates a divide. A good point right there. The whole point about you don't do this when you take GMAS, you don't do this when you take no standardized test. So let's just practice that. That's actually that's actually a really good point to bring up, man. Because I know I'm one, even in my class, I play like the lo-fi beats and things that and all that. But you're right that when it comes crunch time, there is no music. When it comes time yeah. to sit down and really be face to face and talk to certain people, there is no music, it's just you in a room with that paper and that test or it's you in a room with that person who's interviewing you and you might have a song <laughs> playing in your head but ain't nothing playing over the loudspeaker you're right bro come on now with all this stuff yeah, all right yo really. tap in there man um i was gonna say that i was gonna agree with both points but mostly i, I think that there's validity to what both guys said but i i, I i'm more so about the effect that's having on the teachers um, mm -hmm. because I, I have to hearken, like we, uh, we, we referenced Biggie's song, what the teacher told him, um, on Jay, Jay-Z has the song, the first, the very first line is, I felt so inspired by what my teacher said. He said, I, I'd, I'd rather be, i either be dead or be a reef ahead. Mm -hmm. And that's not how adults should speak to kids. I'll teach his ass. Like, it's, what we put, what I say as far as why it's, have more of an effect on teachers is because the majority of us, I know me, have have I can relate to that because I came across so many people in my youth, in my early childhood that said that I would not be anything. You know, mm -hmm. I, I adopted a kid a couple years ago who, when he was in the seventh grade, uh, he was playing basketball and they did everything they could to keep him, he was in middle school, they did everything they could to keep him play basketball. As soon as he was done, he reached the eighth grade. The guy who he called uncle because his father was locked up. This guy said that he was his uncle was also the basketball coach. As soon mm -hmm. as and Chris used to get in so much trouble. As soon as Chris was done, I think there was an assembly. Chris cursed the principal out and they carried and they were like, he wouldn't stop. He just kept going and kept. And I looked to the guy and I said, hey, man, you ain't going to go get Chris. Now, mind you, before now, he go get Chris. He turned to me and said, man, that boy ain't going to be nothing. Mm. Just let him go because he ain't going to be nothing. I think the very next year, I went and I adopted Chris. And Chris now is playing professional football. Went to college yeah. on a scholarship, has a master's yeah. degree. 
And I think that the the way I, the reason I say it's affecting teachers is because we don't understand. Like some of us, we're tapped in, but it's we're in the in, in the minority. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a reverse effect. It's the lack of hearing those stories told over music from people mm-hmm. who are telling you real life things. So if you're not tapped in hip hop, then you won't know. Somebody out there doesn't know a line I just referenced. So even the Biggie Smalls, somebody doesn't even know who Notorious B.I.G. is at this moment. Right. And their lack of that so to a certain degree leaves them disconnected from that world, which would open it up to them. And I just feel like that's the effect it's having. It's having a positive effect on people like myself and how I mm-hmm. attack my students. And then the lack thereof is affecting those where as we're continuing the cycle because those teachers those educators because it's even assistant principals principals are are in that same frame of thought if that makes any kind of sense i know i kind of went all over the place but i i i'm hoping it makes some sense no it made it made good sense and also man hold on real quick round of applause for our boy chris yeah i i had the privilege and honor of meeting chris during his journey and to see where he is now bruh it's it shows the positive influence of male figures in a kid's life. And it also shows how quickly a kid can be turned around when given the right circumstances and situation. Chris is that dude, boy. I remember Chris shoot yo when we went on them back on basketball trips, bro. And where he is now, amazing, 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 amazing. And shots off to you for all that you have done with all of that. Now, let's get to a real light question on this one. And I got to ask this one because this one has been burning and itching. I need to ask this one. So you're pulling into work. Give me that one rap or hip hop song that gets your mind right before work and then after work. I need a before work song and then I need the after work song. If it's R&B, if it's gospel, if it's jazz, tell me it's jazz. But everybody got that one song that they got to listen to before work and after work. Donnie, I need to hear yours first. Give me your songs. Oh my gosh, man. Um, I tend to float towards the 90s in the morning. So if you hear me pulling up, I gosh, I could be listening to Feel Me Flow by Naughty by Nature or Hip Hop Parade, oh. something like that. That's tough. After work, man, I could be liable. I, man, I could be listening to anything because I'm, I'm I'm happy that 415 hit. So I could I could be listening to Oh Happy Day and sit that too for all I know. <laughs> hey, good stuff. Antoine, give me the before and after work, son. Hey, man. Me personally, I'm an old down south trap music type guy, man. So I, I'm I'm going with some. With some Ti or some or, or, or some or some Young Jeezy before I pull up to the job, man. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. them 808s, that the snares, the drums. I need something to wake me up when I get up in that building. And when I'm yeah. coming out, uh, then I'm you know I, I run into you know what the youngsters doing these days. Maybe a little little baby, maybe a little bit of little dirt. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Something to just kind of catch me yeah. up to speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Yo, give me the before and after work song, son. Well, well, first off, uh, uh, Antoine, I, I want to say I'm sorry that you have been relegated to loving um, down south music because I, 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 to a certain degree, believe that hip hop had, had lost its way when it made its way down south. No, but, sir. Um, no, sir. Uh, but, no, sir. Uh, 
<laughs> it found the new home, sir. <laughs> shots, shots fired. Yeah, just, 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 just a right. little shot. I mean, you know, Ti, yeah, Jeezy, I'm, I'm with it. But you start talking about some of these other people, I just be like, I still don't understand Master P and the No Limit people. So I'm just, you, I'm lost on all. <laughs> Outcast, I'm good with. Goody Mob, I'm good. But some other people, I just, I just be like, what are you doing, sir? Um, I but, feel you. Um, before I would say before work, uh, well. I'm a very like inspiration. I really have to get some inspiration in my life. So the first when I when I'm pulling up to work, it's Ambition by um, Jay Z, because the actual intro to the song goes. Yeah. Motivation to me is them always telling me what I cannot be. And in all actuality, we put that on the back of our warm up jerseys for the team this year, because when we lost our best player, that's what people told me. So that's my first thing. I'm putting my mind that mindset. Mm. Of, there's a student in my classroom that told somebody told them that they weren't going to be anything. So it's my job to walk in here, encourage them, but challenge them at the same time to be their best self. So not allow them to be regular, not allow them to be um, what everybody has just told them to be. Don't don't allow them to be lazy. So I put my mind in that frame in that um, mindset um, coming out, man, going in, and then coming out. I'm probably on some tribe called Quest, um, like smooth vibe out some De La Soul. Uh, shouts out to my man Plug Two, uh, mm-hmm. but you know it's, it's something like that. Um, and then I think that one of the songs I really love is a De La Soul song called "Trying" by Trying People, and that's probably one of the songs I listen to the majority of the time. And because as a teacher, mm-hmm. we sometimes get frustrated. So if I've had a frustrating day, like I'm gonna get in the car, and no doubt I'm going to play "Trying People" by De La Soul. If you've never heard it, it uh, take a second and go listen. It's just a story about different ways that we're trying and we keep banging our head up against a wall because sometimes the frustration ain't with our students, it's with our administration or it's with our board of education, which, I, which I, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. with our board. Um, like it's so many different frustrations that we are teachers, our administrators that are so disconnected from the classroom that they can't listen to our issues or don't care or with our districts that whatever's the new hot thing, that's what they're going to uh-huh. do. We just We Great. just learned a PLC group last week why are we going to something else like this week? Like you just had us go through PDs for this. So sometimes trying people is the only way I can get home because so many people be trying me. I feel you. I feel you now. Now, if you ask Mr. Wilson what's playing in his in his in his car before we get to work, I'll be honest. This is how I get into work. I have to get ready for war. I have to let these kids know who I be. That's just the mindset. I'm going boots down, strapped up. You're going to learn this science today, dog. You're going to learn this science today, dog. Afterward, though, mindset, because I don't talk. I don't talk all my classes. I don't been through the struggle. Afterward. I'm drained. I'm in the car. I meet my little granola bar. I'm like, Jesus, what am I doing with my life? How did that mess up? place of worship, Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> Why did that principal have to come during my third period, Jesus? Why did they have to come during third period, Lord? <sighs> All right, God, we're going to try this again tomorrow. Let me go ahead and get to this house.
But that's usually just how it goes in my car <laughs> before and after work, man. Yo, but we're going to get you guys out this academic discussion, dis- discussion, excuse me, on this last question. Simply yes or no, because we're going to come back around to this in, in the day to dig. So simply yes or no to this question. Is hip hop the most influential force out now? Is hip hop the most influential? Is it more influential than your parents? The, the those those mentors, anything is inf- is hip hop the most influential force out now? Antoine, absolutely, Donnie. Because remember what I told you. Oh, my bad. Go ahead, Donnie. Just yes or no. We're gonna come back around to. We're gonna come back around to it, Donnie. Yes. Yo, hey, give, give me one second, Jeff. Um, you good? To drop the kids off. Give me one second. You good? You good? So I can already tell you his answer. His answer is going to be yes. Hip hop is definitely the most influential. Uh, oh, you talking about? No, I don't think it's hip hop. You don't, you don't, don't think hip hop's most influential? No, I think I think. See, my thing is the people around the kids. Uh-huh. See, I think hip hop's hip hop's a portion of their time. It's not their time. Hmm. What what they're seeing at home, what's happening at home. That's the most influential part. So if hip hop's influencing what's happening at home, that's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but to say okay. the most influential thing in their life is the people, is their circle. It's who okay. they're surrounding themselves with, who their parents are surrounding okay. themselves with, that's, who 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 is who is be who they're being exposed to. And that's real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. All right, gentlemen, that has been fantastic. Let's jump into one of our favorite segments right now. The keys have been found. The fridge is plugged in. Ladies and gents, let's take it to the teacher's lounge. The teacher's lounge confession. Where you don't come around asking the janitor, where is the napkins? You just shake your hands and leave the room. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right, so we got a teacher's allowance confession letter, and it goes a little something like this. What's up, fellas? It's me again. Keep up the good work and using this platform to speak out for all the brothers in education. Now, let's get to the nitty-gritty. Imagine is imagine if everything, imagine this, fellas. How or what do you do when you get ashy at work? And yes, Jeff, we know you are public enemy number one. When it comes to being ashy at work. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh did no. I just get called out on my show, son? Oh, God. No. I know yeah, who sorry that, about man. that, brother. Yeah, said, hey, the fans be wanting to know. Me, hey, so I'm going to shoot this to you, Donnie D. Hey, check it out. When you're ashy at work, my brother, what is your to-go-to? Help us out, man. Man, look. I've been called out for being ashy at work so many times. One time I had a girl stop my lecture. She stopped my, le- she raised her hand. I thought she had a profound question to ask. And I'm like, yes. She's like, Mr. Williams, you're ashy. I couldn't do nothing but stand there. I was, I was like, you got some lotion? And she gave me some. I put some on my elbows and I, I, I kept it moving. I couldn't even, how do you bounce back from that? Now, how do you bounce back from that? <laughs> I just I put on the lotion and I kept it moving. Wow, <sighs> Jeff, man, help us out. Uh, public enemy number one, man. Well, hey, you gotta first do something about this, dog. First and foremost, I know who you are. I know your email address. I'm not gonna put you on blast right now, 
but come Monday morning, you will see me. You will definitely see me. Now, let me tell you what I have had to do. I have had to stop being cheap and go buy my personal own bottle of lotion. I keep it in my closet. And these kids actually check my hands every morning to say, Mr. Wilson, did you put lotion on? And I say, yes, I did. Then they want to dap me up and all that. They don't dap me up until I put lotion on my hands. Wow. And I wash my I wash my hands a lot. So my hands are always dry because I'm always doing something in class. So that's why my hands be dry. Let me tell you how this is why they call me public enemy number one. The bookkeeper in my school keeps a bottle of lotion for me. The in the ELA teacher on my hallway keeps another bottle of lotion for me. And then there are kids for teachers appreciation who actually bought me bottles of lotion. And I said, it cannot be this bad. I am not that terrible. And they said, Mr. Wilson, look at your hands right now. I looked at them. All I could do was just grab the lotion and put some on. Damn. My guy. Well, at least you got a, a circle of support. Right. <laughs> they put him on an SST for low. Yeah, yeah. That's my, my, my man, he's on a behavior intervention plan. <laughs> you got a bill. I got a bit for lotion. <laughs> hey, but you know yo's, what? Yos, 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 Hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta hear this. Yos, yos. Yo. How do you handle being ashy at work, bro? Well, I can say, honest, with all honesty, that I have never uh, been a victim of uh, said issue because I have a, I have a bad eczema. So, like, if I don't put on my little medicated stuff in the morning before I leave out, I'm in trouble for the whole day. So, I've, I, it's a part of my morning regimen. Um, so, I can't say I've never come across that, but I am not above. I'm not above licking my hands. Repeatedly, if I need to, <laughs> uh, and he went old school. You got to do what I'm you got to do. I'm not above that, but do what you I can do. tell you, there is somebody who could never go famous. It is Jeff, because if Jeff ever went famous, <laughs> Mr. Wilson, uh, y'all think uh, Ashy has been his issue Jesus. now. Jeff has always been Ashy. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> for as long as for as long as I've known Jeff. <laughs> Ash, Ash has been this man's affliction. <laughs> he has a fight with Ash that I do not understand. When it's so easy to fix, so, so easy to fix. But, so I, but I have, I have, I have videos. I have pictures. So if he ever wins, he be ever oh. famous. Oh, oh, I'm. Hey man, I need about a mil. Oh, oh. If you want to see some fun stuff, oh. hit me up. I'll be sure. Anybody listen to the show, if you want some <laughs> something to hold over Jeff's head, oh, Mr. Wilson's head, I got oh, you. Oh, now, it's going to cost you. Oh, it's going to cost you to get it from me, God. but I got you. <laughs> this time, oh, this man. is so long. About, hey about man, hey, you, we need to drop one of Clue's bombs to, right now. <laughs> we no, need we Clue to drop a bomb. We ain't dro dropping nothing. No, 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 no. no. Be all right, Jay. It has been a it's consistent. Be right. I'm, I'm gonna be fine. I'm gonna go use my userin and get my stuff together, get my life together. Because apparently, I've just been wrong in these streets. Yeah. Antoine, tell the people how you deal with Ash. <laughs> The way I deal with Ash, my brother, I asked one of my little students, hey, hey, baby, how you doing? Love the hairstyle. Listen, give me some lotion. 
<laughs> I know you got some. None of that glitter stuff either. I just need a quick little bath and body works you got in your purse. I know you got some. And then I keep it pushing, man. I keep oh, it pushing. Them man. little girls, they got everything in them little purses. And it has every scent you can think of. Yes, sir. But that's going to wrap oh, it up for Teacher's so. Lounge Confessions. Keep your, your comments and your letters coming in because we sure do love to read them on the air. That's going to wrap man. it up. Back to you. Appreciate the teacher's lounge confections. Oh, confessions, whatever. See, I feel attacked. I'm about to end the show and just kick everybody out of this myself. Because apparently I am the ashy one. So Mr. Wilson is, is quite in his feelings right now. I'm joking. I'm joking, man. Hey, man, let's jump straight into this day to dig, man. Our boy Najee is out at a Spartan event. Najee, best of luck to you, bro. Hopefully you come back with good news. But let's jump straight into this day to dig, man. So today's day to dig comes from two articles. Both are centered around NBA superstar John Morant and his current situation surrounding him flashing the gun at the club. The first article comes to us from Fox News. The article details how the current incident could cost Morant $39 million. The article goes on to read Morant briefly flashed a gun at a strip club near Denver in, in his Instagram live video on March 4th. The ensuing fallout resulted in an eight game suspension without pay for conduct detrimental to the league. Per an NBA rule known as the Derrick Rose rule, which is something I just learned, a team can pay 30% of its salary cap for any player that signs a maximum designated rookie extension if that player meets certain qualifications. This includes a player winning MVP award, two, two defensive player of the year awards, and past three season or two all-NBA team appearances, at least one of those qualifications to be met before the max contract kicks in for the player to receive the salary bump. Morant already has one appearance on the all-NBA team to his credit and appeared to be on his way to a second appearance until the incident earlier this month. The issue is that Morant might not play in enough games to qualify for an all-NBA team. Um, once he comes back from suspension, he would only be playing in 65 games. Now, the second article comes to us from TMZ, where fellow NBA star Patrick Beverly says that hip-hop music is to blame. Beverly says that I think music has a lot to do with this now, in reference to Morant especially with this culture. Everybody holding a gun in the video is okay. Bling on your teeth, that's okay. Pants halfway down, your, you know what, that's okay. The Chicago Bulls star also valued music from back in the day over today's tunes because the culture now is shoot them up, bang, bang, shoot them up, bend you over. I got this amount of money. I'm on private jets, that, that, that. That's what the younger generation is. So the question asks for today's data dig. Does hip-hop allow you to express the real you, or does it provide a dangerous, false sense of reality? Does hip-hop allow you to express the real you, or does it provide a dangerous, false sense of reality? Um, whoever want to jump in first, man, y'all go ahead. Man, let me tell you something. I'm, I'm, I, the funny thing about a lot of this is I've, I coached against John Morant when he was in high school. And I'm really close to really? a bunch of people in his inner circle. Like, I'm really close. Like, a lot of this stuff, mm -hmm. when it broke, I kind of knew. Because I was actually on the phone with one, of, with one of my friends when he got the call. 
And he was like, yo, I got to go, yo. Something happened. I'm going to call you back. And, and mm. me say he didn't happen. And um, I, I don't believe, I, I don't think I could subscribe to the fact that people, are, this is fake. You know, everybody's hard, everybody's hard until they get shot. All right, everybody got a gun and everything's mm. all good until they get shot. Now, now we all, now we all out of sorts. Now your name is on the shirt. Everybody talking about how good of a kid you were. But it's all, I think it's not the influence of, it's not the influence of music is or, or hip hop. It's how the culture is influencing the music, which is in turn mm. then affecting the culture, which is making this, which is creating this cycle of one thing emulating the other, which is emulating the other. Because are there some people who have to mm. live that life? Yes, there are those that have to live that life because it's the only way they're going to eat. It's the only way they're going to get home from school every day. Some mm. people got to do that. And then there's those yeah. because the people that talked about it in their music who had to live like that, now it's glorified because, yo, I made it through that, through doing this. So now they're like, oh, well, I want to be down. I want to be a part of that. So now I'm going to do this. But because you don't have to, you're not built like them other people. So your life is a facade. That's, like that's... the kids at my, at my I, I'm, I'm at a very affluent school, right? It's mm -hmm. a 50-50 school. Do we have some kids? Because there's a ghetto everywhere. I don't care where you are, what you do, who you live with. There's a ghetto everywhere. All right? Right. So we got some kids in our in our thing that, that, that have to live like that, right? But if you go to my student parking lot at the beginning, at the beginning of school, when those students is rolling in, it's Benzes, Beamers, got um, um, big trucks, like, and these are kids, tenth, eleventh graders driving. Like, there's no, there's nobody riding in a hoopty. These is high end cars. Mm -hmm. That's the community that I teach in. But then you're in a gang. Your, your daddy's a doctor. Your mama's a doctor. What are you in? A, what, what gang are you in? What are you doing? <laughs> right. So right. it's just, I think it's, it's society influencing music, which is then influencing society. I just think it's a, it's a cycle. So I don't know. I don't know if you can, you can say it's one. Of, it's like, which came first, the chicken or the egg? I'm mm. not sure if you can, because there was a point where everything went from fighting, like with your hands, mm -hmm. to shooting. Because I mean, shoot, I grew up with people getting shot. That ain't that's nothing new. It's just the frequency of it now that's new. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I got an even better question for you. Would we be here if it not been for the blow up of social media? Hmm. That's a good point. That's a real good point there. That's a real good point there, man. If I, I'm going to jump, I'm going to jump. In. It's, it's, it feels like it. It feels like it. And I, and I don't know if it's one of those things. Do I, do I, do I think hip hop allows you to? I, I do think if, if saturated too much, hip hop can give you a false sense of self. Because, like you said, there are people who are in their mind living a lifestyle that they've never been around so it's almost like trying to reap all of the rewards and none of the consequences 
So, like you said, with the kids driving the cars and all this other type of stuff, I get to be in this game, but I know that rich mommy, rich daddy can bail me out as compared to the other kid who's living it in the game, and this is their only way out. So I do think if saturating it, and if you listen, and if you if you listen, not so much to the wrong, but if you start to, like we say, words have power, and words feed your inner man. And if you're feeding your inner man, oh, I'm a gangster, bang, 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 I'm going to shoot him up, then eventually, whether you believe it or not, you're going to try to do these things. So I do think, unfortunately, that hip-hop can create this false sense of reality, specifically if you're trying to, because usually all of us are uh, are drawn to hip-hop because we're attached to something, we're looking for something to, to fill a hole, a gap, to, 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 to give us something that we're not hearing from another person. I empathize with this person, and they're speaking into what I feel, so I gravitate towards them. But I'm not paying attention to you know, the consequences of what they had to go to and see and hear is what's on social media. All I can see and hear is is what's in the song. And I do agree with you, Yosh. It's one hand feeding the other. I think the culture influences the music. I think the music influences the culture, which makes it kind of a, a, a continual, you know, back and forth. And I think so many people are just getting caught up in that continual back and forth, really just trying to find something or, or, or be able to find who they are through this outlet. Jump in there, Tweez. Hey, um, nah, man, some real good dialogue. You know what I'm saying? And when I really sit here and think about it, you know, Yoshi made a good point where he says, really, real life influences rap culture. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, like, I've seen the shift of where rappers used to be the drug dealers now in the music they're the drug users yeah. yeah i don't really understand how that shift happened but for whatever reason it's just shifted. it has shifted and so yeah. the point of the matter is we really have to think about rappers want to emulate the hood the hood is not trying to emulate rappers so mm. when we sit here and think about it we have to ask ourselves why do rappers want to go to the hood and emulate something that is really destroying our community? Mm. Why would we want to glorify putting a gun up in a video? Why do we glorify going to jail? And you ever notice when somebody gets out, we throw them the biggest party ever. Not when they're going off to college, not when they got that new job promotion, but when they get out of jail. I'm just, you know, referencing some things mm. that you hear in, in the music, in the culture. So the point I'm making is you got your Kendrick Lamars, you got your Lupe Fiascos, you got your J. Coles, who are not necessarily violent driven rappers, and they do just fine. But I believe really, man, it's some people that's got them suits on sitting at these record labels who know that our community is driven by sex, drugs, and violence. And they and, and, and they link that part, on to that. that part. Good stuff, man. Good points right there, bro. Don, tap in, bro. Oh, yeah. Uh, first and foremost, I want to say I listening to you read, I, I want to point out that I really don't think, or whoever it was with the Chicago Bulls, I, I really don't think it was a valid argument when they brought up like music from back in the day. A lot of people make those arguments when they compare music. Oh, back in the day, we we did this, we we did that. So like, 
the 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 content of the music, the frequency or how they talk about it might have changed, but sir, gangster rap has been around for quite a while. They they've been for years. They they've been talking about <laughs> they've been talking about that stuff for quite a while. Now it might be at its peak where you know that's how you sell the quickest record now. But I mean, I think that's an invalid point to try to say that uh, music back in the day. I mean, guys stand around and talk about how goofy men dress today, but you go back and you look at your your parents' favorite artists like Earth, Wind, and Fire, like they painted them suits on. So, I mean, you just have to look at, you have to try to look at things from all, I mean, all perspectives. Um, I couldn't agree with uh, Antoine or, or Yoshi more. I mean, those are extremely valid points. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and try to beat a dead horse. Like, power influence is so amazing and I never really thought about that until you said that Yoshi about it creating a negative feedback loop between the culture and between the artistry. You know, I really didn't consider that, but but it has. And um, honestly, my question is how do how do you mitigate something like that, or how do you how do you stop something like that? Can you even? Um, because I, don't, I, don't I mean, think it's possible. Nah, that's the problem now. Because I mean, hip hip hop, yes, hip hip hop has the ability to set the stage. But what we have to try to teach students and teach other people that just because someone sets the stage for you doesn't mean you have to walk out on it and perform. Mm. Mm. So you know, it was really most unfortunate hearing about this NBA player. Because to be quite honest with you, this is my first time hearing about this, and mm. I I really do hate to hear about this. But you know, it just sounds like from my perspective, you know, from what you were reading to me that, you know, he, you know, he, he made a decision and he's being met mm-hmm. with consequences, but less than favorable consequences. And I, and I hate, I hate to hear that. I really do. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's crazy. And the, it, it's going to provide a conversation and a topic that's going to be for years to come because, you know, Josh's still a young kid. I want to say he's maybe, 22 23 so then it always goes to that influence him around that time or like he's 22 see like the people the people in his circle and it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna provide a a topic of discussion for years to come man but we on the other hand got to jump on about this because we are running out of time man but great 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 academic discussion yos thank you for tapping in again man for the show glad you could come and be a part of the number man before we get into our last uh one of our last segments for the day man again make sure you follow us at mr totp on twitter at tales of the two percent on instagram join the conversation in our facebook group at tales of the two percent podcast if you want to be a part of the conversation leave us a teacher's house confessions email the show at totp podcast at gmail.com or call and leave us a voicemail at 470-765-8688 and our SEL moment is brought to us by the good folks over at Unfiltered. Ladies and gentlemen, it's starting. It's springtime. That new spring line is on its way. Please make sure you check out unfilteredforever.com. From keys to tech suits to hoodies to warm-ups. If you want it, they got it, man. Make sure you use the promo code TALES. That's T-A-L-E-S. At checkout for 15 
off of your order. And remember, unfiltered, there is a science to being you. Now, I have had a blast today, man. Yosh again, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for stepping in and uh, joining us for the conversation, man. It has been a pleasure. Now, let's get to this SQL moment for... Oh, bro, yeah, man. Again, hopefully you get there safe, man, and uh, cheer your boy on, because uh, I don't know about you, but I've been watching this NCAA tournament, bro. All these top 10 teams going down. Whew. Oh, yeah. My boy got a shot. He played for Xavier. I was not expecting So we, we got a shot. We got a shot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want you to know my side note. My bracket got busted after Furman won, so I, I don't need. I'm just, <laughs> just, just shocked and surprised Somebody by everything else's after that. Got, got busted too. What, another number one uh, loss last night. Kansas, Kansas went down by a point. Kansas lost last night. Ugh, lost out on the money again. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> All right, but let's go ahead and get into this SEL moment for the day, man. So let me go ahead and get this music queued up. All right, guys. So our SEL moment for the day, guys. Remember, SEL stands for social and emotional learning. And we as men, we as teachers, sometimes we just need people to pour back into us with a kind word, with a kind message. And that's what I want to do for everybody tapping in for this week. So our SEL moment for today is titled The Road to Success. And every now and again, I give my kids in my class affirmations. I give them quotes. I try to give them things to help build them up emotionally and socially as well. So this is the one quote that we that came across for this week. It says, the road to success is always under construction. I want you to let that sink in for a second. The road to success is always under construction. And what I told my students is that success has such a broad definition. And nine times out of 10, success is not so much about the destination. It's about the journey. And your journey to success is always going to be filled with pitfalls. It's always going to be filled with things that set you back. It's always going to be filled with those things that try to stop you. Because as all of us know, anything worth having is worth fighting for. So a lot of times the successful part of the journey is not in when you finished, why you finished, or how you finished, it's about finishing the journey. It's about finishing what you started. It's about standing up and being a man of your words. It's about standing up and accepting accountability. It's about standing up and doing the things to check that off your list. And I know often at times it's hard, but one thing I've learned is that the ability to overcome, the ability to succeed, the ability to be better than is already in you and you just have to tap into yourself and say hey i can do this i might have messed up but i am not a failure i can be successful so i gotta take it one more step one more moment one more time because truth be told everybody is on the road to something and when you reach your point when you reach your mountaintop i need you to look around because the next battle the next valley the next mountain is out there to be climbed don't just be content with one success. Anybody who, who who you idolize, these rappers, these entertainers, everybody out there, they didn't just stop with one successful CD. They didn't just stop with one successful song or one successful tour. They kept pushing and pushing and striving to be better. That same work ethic can be seen in the classroom, can be seen around your house, can be seen around your school building. 
let them know that the journey ain't easy. The road to success, it's got some snaps, it's got some, it's got some snares, it's got some traps, it's got a lot of things. But the successful part is keep on fighting, keep on battling, keep on doing what you got to do. I know everybody out there, everybody in my circle, everybody out there listening, you guys are successes. And I want you to know I believe in you and you can do it. The road to success is always under construction. It ain't going to be perfect. It's going to be some bumps. But keep on pushing, keep on striving, and you will succeed. What's, you will see what true success looks like. It's our SEL moment for the day, man. Fellas, how y'all feeling after that one? It's go. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Good word, man. Real good word. Real good word. Good stuff. Can I, I can I doing what I can, can I um and the poor back can I, because hey Jeff, can I piggyback on that? Go ahead, man. All right, so success the road to success is always under construction, and I had a successful season, but I'm deciding I've decided to step away from coaching. Um because Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody told me one time, they said, if you want to do something, if the, the second that you could mix your profession with your passion, you created something. And so I had an idea mm. uh, of creating a podcasting class and I pitched it to my district. My district, they just kind of, eh, that's not going to work. You're, you're a good English 2 teacher. We can't afford to take you out of English 2. You have the highest scores. So we got to keep you in that testing class. So even if you create it, somebody else is going to teach it. You would just have to train that person. It's not going to be you. I then pitched it to another school. School not only bought it, but said, what do we have to pay you to come here and create it? Mm-hmm. Whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. Whatever it takes. You tell us what it's going to take to get you there. I told them a number. They met the number. So now I'm going to be taking a position where I'm teaching only two blocks out of the day. I'm done at 11.30. I'm going to be teaching a podcast in two sections of podcasting, which is going to fall under broadcast journalism. We're going mm-hmm. to create a sports journalism class, which will incorporate, um, so one of the classes is straight podcasting. One of them is going to be sports journalism, where basically all they're going to do is report the sports at the school and podcast about it and, have, and, and do live broadcasting. And in the other half of the day, I'm going to be the assistant athletic director. And because of what I did with the basketball season, they said some other stuff. But basically, I'm going to get to do something I love doing and teaching kids something I love to do. And I created that for myself. So if there's something that just anybody about trying to chase success, if you can create it, go ahead and create it because somebody will buy it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Shout out to him. Those of you who hear his voice, listen. Those of you, hey, congratulations, congratulations, Youssef. Salute, my guy. That is Youssef in the building. That dog on Yoshi English. Get after it, boy. He get after it. Uh, Everybody in South Carolina already know what's about to go down, man. So good luck to where you were headed to, fellas. Give us your shout out so we can get out of here, man. Hey, uh, shout out to everybody grinding, getting ready to uh, head into spring break. We got a couple more weeks in the Clayton County District. You know, I noticed that time of season where, you know, we getting we getting down to the nitty gritty. But uh, shout out to all the students that are grinding, putting their best foot forward, getting ready for testing and everything. Much love to everybody. 
Um, Good stuff. Shout out to you, Jeff, for allowing us to have this platform, man. And uh, shout out to you, Yoshi. Congratulations on your new opportunities, man. Very inspiring. Thank you. I appreciate it. Good stuff. Now I do. I do still. Have, hey, I, do, I do still have to break my. I said I do still have to break my principal's heart, but um, <laughs> he might cry. But um, <laughs> but I. Let's hope they definite. Go ahead. <laughs> what you said, Jeff? Uh, but shouts so out to you guys. Ho- I enjoy your show every the show week. Right now. Yeah, no. Um, I definitely um, enjoy you guys' show every week. It's not very often you can get a bunch of uh, black professionals to sit down and talk intellectually about different subjects um, without it leading to sex or some foolishness like that. So, because I, I think that there's a space for everything. Uh, um, and uh, you guys have created that space. And listening to you guys each each week gives me you know it, it sometimes inspires me to do more within myself so shouts out to y'all and the podcast y'all got going and understand this like i think y'all are about uh, about to go into a little bit about a two-year type of deal soon most podcasts die mm-hmm. within the first three months <clears throat> the fact that y'all are still here doing this is a plus and continue on because the best of this podcast is still yet to come. Mm. Hey man, appreciate you on that yeah. word right there. Appreciate you on that word. Now, for some of you who don't know, let's go ahead and give a shout out to one of our biggest sponsors, Crux Media Group, aka our man Yusuf, into a big opponent of that. So when you see us, you see him. He helps produce the show. He shoots me little notes every week. And then it's like, yo, Jeff, maybe I should do this, try this, that, and that. And we always make sure that we try to incorporate it. So we got to first and foremost send a shout out to Crux Media Group for even allowing there to be a Tales of the 2%, man. So shout out to Be Easy. Uh, shout out to you, Yosh, man. Lord, I'm forgetting my man name. He's going to kill me when I forget it. CL. Uh, but CL. On. CL, my bad, CL, 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 don't chop me off at the neck, bro, my fault, bro, two letters left my brain for a second, CL, so shout out to you, man, (laughs) shout out to all the other podcasts that are on the Crux Media Empire, guys, if you have a specific group, they have the show for you, from the Scumbag Lounge to uh, the Very Necessary Podcast, the EGI, there's so many shows out there, so Crux Media Group Make sure you check out all those podcasts, man. To everybody, day man, from the first show up until now, man. Thank you guys for the emails, for the calls, for the suggestions, for the topics. There is no us without you, man. So thank you for making tells of the two percent all that it can be. To the guys who rock with me day in and day out, man. Shout out to you guys, man. Appreciate you so much, Najee. Hopefully you are crushing it at the Spartan event, bro. We can't wait for you to come back and tell us all about it, man. To our guests for today, Yosh, man, appreciate you again. It's a high standard. That man, when I tell you that man, when he puts his mind to it, he will not stop until he gets it. Thank you for setting that example, not only for black men, but for the young fellas whose hearts and minds you have touched. To my wife and my son. Guys, always thank you for allowing daddy to get over here and do what he do. I appreciate you guys so very much. I'm coming to make pancakes. That's what I'm finna do today. But other than that, man, do we have any fine word out of here? Love y'all boys, man. Blessings.
Stay strong. That's hey, rock man. and roll. There it is. Most definitely, most definitely. Same here. Same here. There it is. So on behalf of Mr. Too Cool for School, on behalf of my man Donnie, on behalf of our boy Najee El Tayeb, on behalf of our special guest Yoshi, aka Yusuf, in the building. We are Tales of the Two Percent, and we out. I love it. You guys are so great.